Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, August 9th, 2021. I am Dave Biddle flying solo on this edition of the show. A lot to get into, almost a week into camp. There are a ton of developments to get into already for the Buckeyes. Let's start with running backs. Mayan Williams going first in all drills. Looks like he's going to open the season as the starter. To me, that's a very interesting development because I knew the staff loved Mayan Williams, even though he only had 10 carries last year. I mean, they saw him in practice, too. We only saw him get 10 carries. They saw him get a lot more than that. They And I knew they loved him. They talked about during the spring. Every source I had said, Mayan Williams, they really like him. I still was convinced Master Teague was going to be going first in drills during camp, and Master Teague would get the first carry of the season. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. Teague is still going to be heavily involved. He's going second in all the drills. But Mayan already jumping him on the depth chart, at least it looks that way. They haven't announced this or anything, but it sure looks that way. He goes first in every drill, just like C.J. Stroud goes first in every quarterback drill. It's pretty obvious. You don't need to read much into it. When the quarterback goes first in every drill, he's a starting quarterback. When a running back goes first in every drill, he's a starting running back. And again, I knew Mike Williams is going to play a lot this year. As you guys know, I've been on record saying I think the two leading running backs in whatever order this year for the Buckeyes are going to be Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson. I obviously still feel that way. And again, I think Teague is going to be involved throughout the year, just like Marcus Crowley will. And they're, they're going to need all four of those guys because guys are going to get banged up. They're going to need all four of them. They might need Evan Pryor, too, as a fifth guy. But I find this very interesting that Mayan Williams is going first. And I thought that Teague would get the first carry of the season against Minnesota. I kept saying that. Doesn't look like that's going to happen. So good on Mayan Williams. Good on the coaches. They always say the best players are going to play. And, and they are living by that credo. And we can see it from some of the other positions we'll get into as well. But I find that very interesting at running back. And I'm sure you guys do as well. So expect big things from Meatball this year. I mean, he he packs a punch. Five foot nine, 227 pounds. And he is chiseled. Keep in mind, I mean, Beanie Wells was like, what, like, I think they listed at like 235. He's probably more like 240. So he weighed a little bit more than Mayan, but like Beanie was like 6'3". <laughs> you know, I mean, Mayan wearing that number 28 at five foot eight. I mean, can you, I mean, if you're a defensive back, do you want anything to do with tackling him? Ask Nolan Turner how that worked out in, in the in the Sugar Bowl, Clemson's Nolan Turner, who uh, had the interception to seal the game the previous year, just absolutely got trucked by Mayan Williams. So get excited about Mayan Williams, my friends. And I still think that Travion Henderson is, is going to eventually pass Master Teague, even though right now during drills, like I said, Teague goes second. So it's not like they've demoted Teague to like fourth team or anything, but uh, 
Very interesting stuff about Mayan Williams. All right, quarterback. Again, like I said, C.J. Stroud goes first every drill. There's really, a, to me, there's not a big mystery here. I just am curious when Ryan Day is going to announce who at least the leader is. I don't think he's going to say, make some declarative statement like this guy's our quarterback for the rest of the year period. You know, I think he's going to say this guy's the leader right now. And that's probably going to come. We're going to meet with Ryan day later today after practice about 1145. So keep it locked in buck nuts for that. Of course, I don't think he's going to say anything today. Maybe next week at this time, he said he wanted to do it maybe about two weeks into camp. So maybe around next week at this time, maybe midweek next week, uh, he might announce that CJ Stroud is a leader. I'm really curious. A quarterback is who's going to be the second string quarterback. And I, I, I'm pretty convinced it's going to be Kyle McCord, but we'll see about that. Quinn Ewers is going to be here sometime this month. Jack Miller's involved, but uh, I do think it's going to be uh, Kyle McCord. He seems to be going second in most drills. They're rotating a little bit as far as who goes second in the quarterback drills. And again, the two practices that have been open to the media, we don't get to see the whole practice. We have to see the first hour, the first day, and about the first half hour the second day. So when we're out there... Stroud goes first in every drill, and then it looked to me like McCord usually went second, but they would rotate a little bit. Sometimes Miller would go second, so still battling it out there to see who's going to be the backup. Offensive line, some interesting developments. Nothing huge. They're moving. There's some reports out there that Dewan Jones is now a starter. I can tell you this. They love Dewan Jones, and he's going to play a lot. If he's not a starter, which I don't think he will be, they're going to, he's going to play a lot as that sixth man, and maybe he will be a starter. They're moving some guys around right now. They're trying some things. They want to get their five best offensive linemen on the field. They believe in that, and if Dewan Jones is not one of their five best, he's one of their six best, and they feel like they have eight guys that could play. I'll get to all eight of these guys. Not just guys that you know could maybe hold the fourth down. Eight guys that they feel like are starter material is what I've heard. And you got the five projected starters with uh, Thayer Mumford and Nick Petit-Ferrer at tackle. There's been some talk that Mumford's been repping at guard here a little bit. I still think he's going to start at tackle. But the fact that he's repping at guard gives them more options. You can bring in Dewan Jones at tackle, leave Petit-Ferrer at tackle, and maybe move Petit Ferrer to left tackle, Dewan Jones to right tackle, move Thayer Mumford inside at guard, along with Paris Johnson, who's a complete beast at guard, and then probably Harry Miller at center. You also have Luke Whipler backing him up at center that can play. They like Matt Jones a lot. I still think Matt Jones is going to be a starting guard. Josh Fryer. I mean, it's just the depth here is unbelievable. Like I said, they, they go eight deep. When you're talking about Harry Miller at center, probably the projected starter at center, the two tackles I mentioned with Petit Ferrer and Munford, Paris Johnson and Matt Jones at guard, and then Dewan Jones, Josh Fryer, Luke Whippler, all eight of those guys they feel very good about. So we'll see what happens. Again, guys are probably going to get banged up, and these things have a way of working themselves out. If everybody stays healthy, I think we're going to see a little bit of rotation on the offensive line. Now, you got to be careful with that, as we all know. Cohesion is so important on the offensive line. You can't just mix and match like you do like wide receiver and stuff and linebacker. I mean, cohesion is so important. So we'll see what they do. I, I tend to think eventually you need to have your five guys, pick your five guys and roll with them and keep them at certain spots. But I think at least early in the year, maybe not necessarily Minnesota and Oregon, since those are going to be big games. Maybe those next two games, Tulsa and Akron. I think they're going to move some guys around and uh, and find out exactly who they're best five are and uh, who plays well together and then certainly by midseason I think they're going to have a five that they're just going to roll with but great news to me on the offensive line right now if you're a fan all you should care about is do we have a lot of quality depth do we have a lot of good players and do we have good players behind them in case they get hurt and the answer is yes and yes so if you're a Buckeye fan feel great about this offensive line don't feel good about it feel great about it all that other stuff will work itself out about who starts where the point is they have eight guys I feel great about Fantastic. Talk about depth on the line. Let's go to the defensive line. My goodness. So I count about 12 guys that are going to play a lot this year. Maybe not a lot, but 12 guys that are in 
the mix. Let's start at defensive end with Tyler Friday likely out for the year and his career is in jeopardy. Five guys are going to play a lot at defensive end. I mean, clearly. Zach Harrison, Tyreek Smith as the starters. Javante Jean-Baptiste as the top backup, probably, unless one of the true freshmen become the, the top backup, which is highly possible. Nothing against JJB. He's very good. Fourth-year kid. Luxury to have him as your third DN, but it's also a luxury to have Jack Sawyer and JT Tuimolo out. Both those kids are going to play a lot. A lot. Larry Johnson's going to have a five-man rotation at defensive end, and those guys are going to play a lot. Just like they had a five-man rotation last year. And so coming in, I wasn't sure about JTT. I hadn't seen him in person yet. I didn't know about Tyler Friday uh, being out for the season. I thought JTT would be too big to play defensive end. I thought he'd be a three-tech defensive tackle from day one, even though he wants to play defensive end. Then you watch him out there at practice. He, yeah, he, he is 275 pounds, but, man, he moves like he's 250 pounds. So I'm completely convinced he can be a strong side defensive end, and um, obviously he can move inside if he needs to and rush in packages. But those five guys are going to play a ton. Harrison Smith, JJB, Sawyer, and JTT, all five of those guys are going to play a bunch. You look at D tackle, they're even deeper there. Although I wouldn't say that it says quality, though. Like you know, they go seven deep at D tackle. Starters are going to be Haskell Garrett and Jerron Cage, and then a lot of guys fighting for those uh, second string roles. I think there's no question Teron Vincent's going to be a second teamer if he's not a starter. And I, I, I don't think he's going to be a starter. I think they're pretty set with Cage as the nose guard. He's their one true nose guard that they have, and Garrett is the three tech. Teron Vincent can play both, but he's more of a three-tech, so they'll rotate him in there. And at times, they'll have guys that are basically three-techs on the field together. Like They'll have packages with Garrett and Vincent out there together. But I think Garrett and Cage will be the starters. Vincent will be the top backup. And then, man, I mean, it's going to be a good battle to see who rounds out the two-deep. Antoine Jackson, sixth-year senior. He has to think it's his time. Ty Hamilton looked good as a true freshman last year. I have high hopes for him as a sophomore. Mike Hall as a true freshman. Look out for him. He's going to be that sixth guy, maybe better. And then the seventh guy, Tyleek Williams. That's why I said that maybe seven guys won't play a lot. I don't think Tyleek Williams is going to play a lot. But I don't think he's just going to be sitting on the bench all year. Probably most of his minutes will be you know, in garbage time. That's probably when he's going to get most of his snaps. But um, Tyleek Williams, man, it's nice having a big 330-pound guy out there because most of their defensive linemen are either right at 300 or just under 300. I think Cage is probably more like 310. But most of those guys are like right around 300 pounds. And then you got Tyleek Williams. Stands out, man, 330 pounds. It's been a while since the Buckeyes have had one like that. He looks like Jonathan Hankins out there a little bit. So I'm not saying he's going to you know, play a lot from day one like Big Hank did, but uh, I like what I'm seeing out of Tyleek Williams. So there you go, 12 defensive linemen that are in the mix, seven at D tackle and five at defensive end. And maybe, you know, I should say Noah Potter as well. I should throw Noah Potter in there as well at defensive end. So that would give them six defensive ends with Noah Potter. I think probably – He's behind the two true freshmen, though. I think Sawyer and JTT are going to play mo more than Potter. Potter's probably going to be that guy that, you know, is not going to be in that top five. If one of those guys ahead of him gets hurt, then he'll be in the top five and, and get in the rotation. I, I tend to think Potter's probably going to be more of a garbage time guy, uh, and, you know, unless he shows out and, and proves me wrong, shows that Larry Johnson, he should be playing more. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, one more thing. I want to go back to the offensive line for a second. I, I meant to mention this. Paris Johnson looks like a beast out there. I mean, you want, sometimes one of these kids that come in as the number one offensive tackle in the country, five-star, you know, how hard are they going to work? You know, he's about 300 pounds last year, 305. He's up to 315 this year, moving just as well, looks even quicker. It just looks like a beast out there. And you hear it's all good stuff about him. I mean, he has this charitable foundation that he runs, giving back to military vets 
who you know are, have found themselves on tough times might even be homeless um it's ridiculous we have military veterans that are homeless and you know he's helping these people out and just doing great things and 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 just you know giving back to the less fortunate in general so um but he's just a beast and he's working his butt off. I hear that he's one of the hardest workers on the team. And you love that. You, you wonder sometimes these kids coming up to high accolades, are they really going to put like the extra work in? They wouldn't have got that far just on talent. I mean, they had to be somewhat of a hard worker. We know he's got tons of talent, but they're going to take it to the next level when they get here and have to work with Mickey Marotti. And, you know, it's a full-time job. You're, it's basically like playing pro football here, as you guys know. And Paris Johnson has bought in completely. And man, he looks great out there. All right, let's look at corner. I think the biggest development here is Cam Brown. Cam Brown, I mean, a little bit of a pitch count, so I can't say he's there, he's not limited at all, but that's just to be cautious. I mean, he's been fully cleared, uh, and they said, if anything, he's ahead of schedule with that. He had that torn Achilles against Penn State last year. He looks good out there. I mean, he looks like nothing ever happened, and you know, the good news there is you have seven banks as the number one corner. Looks like Cam Brown's going to be the number two. And then Ryan Watts look, looks good as the number three. So, you know, even if Cam Brown's not going to be a guy that they're going to you know, put out there for 70 snaps a game, you know, I think Kerry Combs is going to run a rotation. In fact, he said that when we met with them on Friday. They're going to, you know, play as many guys as deserve to be played. If it's going to be three, then it'll be three with Ryan Watts being that third. You know, if other guys get in the mix, great. I'm not counting the slot corner. Obviously, Marcus Williams is going to play a lot. You know, like Lathan Ransom. So you got Seven Banks, you got Cam Brown, you got Ryan Watts, you got Legend Cavazos. And I also asked Kerry Combs about the three true freshman corners. He likes all of them. He likes all three of them. Now, of course he did. He, he recruited all of them. Denzel Burke was the first one to get his black stripe off. The other two haven't gotten their black stripe off yet. But Denzel Burke enrolled in January. He was here for the winter conditioning program. And then spring ball and Ja'Kalen Johnson and Jordan Hancock look good to me. And I bet they'll play a decent amount this year. But they just got, got here in June. So I wouldn't look too much into Denzel Burke getting his black stripe off before those guys. Probably more of a case that uh, he got here earlier. But credit to him, too. Credit to him, too, for that. That shows you that he's getting the job done. I expect at least one of those true freshmen will play a lot this year. They'll all play. They'll all play. But, you know, as far as being in the rotation, I think one of them will get in the rotation. And I asked Coach Combs, I said, do you feel like you – I said, I know it's early. you got to preface it with that, or they'll tell you it's too early. <laughs> in fact, he still kind of told me it's too early. But I preface it with, I know it's early, but do you feel like you need at least one of those true freshmen to be in your rotation or more? And he said, we'll see. He said they they definitely have the skills to do it. And then he mentioned it's too early to tell, <laughs> of course. It was the third day of practice when I asked him, right after the third day of practice on Friday. So, of course, it's too early to tell. But, you know, I feel like, and I, you know, I'm sure Coach Combs feels this way too. He's not going to announce this to the media, that they need one of those true freshmen to be in the rotation, not just be a guy that, that's there in case, like, guys get hurt, in case seven banks gets hurt or something. No, the guys that from day one, that can be like that fourth corner or the fifth corner, whatever. And, you know, push Legend Cavazos for that fourth spot. Push Ryan Watts for that third spot. And I think one of those true freshmen will. But I don't know if it's going to be Denzel Burke, J.K. Johnson, or Jordan Hancock. But I expect one of them to play a key role on the team this year. So really looking forward to seeing what we got with this cornerback group. I think the defensive backs are going to be much improved this year. Much improved. We know they're going to be improved. I think they're going to be exponentially improved. I think this passing defense is going to be much improved. I really – you talk to the coaches – especially Ryan Day. I mean, he has this air of optimism about the defensive backs and very young group. They've got some veterans. If you you know include the, the safeties, you know, with Proctor in there, Marcus Hooker's back. He was suspended for the spring, but uh, he's, you know, they're giving him another chance here. He's had to take uh, some, uh, some classes um, to, uh, you know, kind of get himself right. And Ryan Day said he's done everything they've asked him to do. And 
I'm sure he's on his last strike, but Marcus Hooker is uh, a veteran back there. Uh, and then at corner, obviously, Seven Banks and, you know, Cam Brown are veterans, both fourth-year guys. And But the rest of the guys are super young. We're talking about, you know, first- and second-year guys. So they're very young back there for the most part. But they're talented. And I'm I'm bullish on the secondary. They need to prove it, but I am bullish on them. All right, programming note, we will get Coach Day today after practice around 11.45 a.m. Really looking forward to hearing what he has to say. Hopefully it's all good news, no bad news. I would hate to go in there and him talk about like, oh, so-and-so got injured today. So far, so good on the injury front. I feel bad for Tyler Friday. I don't know exactly what it is. Um, sounds like it's something that could be career-ending. He was out there walking around. It's not like he's got a broken leg or anything. So, I mean, I, I don't know what it is. It sounds like, you know, they're trying to keep that um, kind of a, the specific reason in-house. I completely respect that. I'm not going to try and do any digging to find out. I just hope every time I've talked to Tyler Friday, he is a great young man. I just hope whatever's going on, he is able to – get over it and have, you know, if he wants to play football again, play football, if, you know, get his degree. Just, I just hope he's successful in life. I just, I, I like that young man a lot and that's tough news. Um, but you know, most of the news on the injury front is pretty good. We know we knew Cam Babb was going to be out. Um, he, that, that poor guy can't catch a break. I think this is like his fourth serious injury since he's been at Ohio state and it's nothing new. It happened in the spring and Mitchell Melton's the other one second year linebacker uh, he's the other one not practicing but everybody else is practicing you know got the guys that were hurt last year like court williams is out there going full go we already talked about cam brown he's out there going full go so really good news on all those fronts marcus crowley looks really good even though he might be the fourth running back he looks really good he didn't miss last year he came back toward the end of the year played a lot in the national championship game actually toward the end probably when a lot of us to turn the game off right <laughs> i was already starting to write my post-game story there i think in the third quarter of that national championship game hey but i was starting to write my post-game story for the ohio state clemson game at halftime so how about that you know what i last year was a, a wild success for me I mean, it was such a weird season the fact that they were able to finally beat clemson and Kicked their ass, just made the season for me. You know, I, I can't remember what happened in the national championship game, but Buckeyes at least got there and at least got there by beating the breaks off Clemson. So to me, wild success. Again, Ryan Day today, 11.45 a.m. We have full video of what he has to say. We will have a story on what he has to say. Really looking forward to hearing from Coach Day after practice today. All right. Happy birthday to my daughter, Megan. What do you have to say about that, Megan? Mr. Gins, thanks. Rise and shine, football fans. This is Susanna Fuller from Morning Footy, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Galazzo Network covering the breadth of the global game. Join me, Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros, and guests every morning for the perfect blend of news, analysis, conversation, and exclusive interviews. If you love soccer, then look no further. We've got you covered for Europe's top five leagues, the W Gold Cup, the Champions League Knockout Stage, CONCACAF Nations League, NWSL, MLS, Transfer News, and much more. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Subscribe to Morning Footy.